We celebrate Memorial Day. Memorial Day is about so much more than parades and picnics and backyard barbecues. It's a day we are to remember those who laid their lives on the line to give us and to maintain the freedoms that we enjoy today. How many of you know that freedom is not free? The freedom we enjoy came at a great cost to many people through the centuries, even down to our slaves and ancestors. It was not free. We have our freedom and our liberty as citizens of this great country because of those who came before us, those who gave their blood so that we may be here today. Those who gave their all did it willingly because they believed that the outcome was more important than their own lives. Those men and women who sacrificed for us did so for the future good of their nation, putting aside their own personal comfort and safety. The Apostle John recorded these words of Jesus. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid on his life for his friends. We honor those who fought for our freedom, giving their lives not just for friends and family, but for total strangers. And because of that, we can't be canceled out. We can't be replaced. I know that today is the day we remember those who lost their lives in a fight for our freedom, but we also need to remember those who fought and survived and are still fighting today. Yes, we have the Armed Forces Day to honor those who presently serve in all branches of service, like my brothers and sisters who stood. And we have Veterans Day to honor those who just served in the past and are still with us today, and those who are deceased. But yet this Memorial Day, I think we need to honor not just those who died for our freedoms, but those who fought in the past and those who are still fighting to guarantee our freedoms and the way of life. Those who are standing in the streets and, 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 and holding rallies for our freedom. Many of them had to leave their families for weeks and months and years, but they fought for us. And then there are those who are not in the military, but who still put their lives on the line for safety and freedom and liberty of the citizens of our country. I'm talking about police officers, firefighters, EMS personnel, healthcare workers. I'm also talking about school teachers, shielding their students from flying bullets sprayed over their classrooms, that they gave their life. They gave their life. Just last week, we read about those heroes and sheroes. This text applies to them as well because they willingly put their lives and personal safety on the line every day as they go to school. To all of our school teachers, will you please stand? We honor you today, all of our school teachers. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Also, we would like to remember all of our security officers and guards who are giving their lives, taking down the shooters, and saving the lives of so many others, as happened in Buffalo, New York. As I reflect on the Memorial Day, it means this passage from the scripture that comes to mind. And therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, 
the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Yes, Memorial Day is a day to remember. It's a hero's welcome as well. Each of us has a bank. Its name is time. Every morning it credits you with 86,400 seconds. Every night it writes off as lost whatever of this you failed to invest to a good purpose. It carries over no balance. It allows no overdraft. Each day it opens a new count for you. Each night it burns the remains of the day. And if you fail to use a day's deposits, the loss is yours. There is no going back. There's no drawing against tomorrow. You must live in the present on today's deposits. We should invest it so that as to get from it the utmost in health, happiness, and success. But my friends, the clock is ticking and it's running out for most of us today. Moses understood the uncertainty of life in Psalms 90, that life was short and life is important. He understood the judgment of God, so he asked God to teach him how to make the most of his time. Moses recognized that a short life should be wisely spent. We do not have enough time at our disposal to justify us in misspending a single quarter of an hour. And neither we sure enough of the length of life to justify us procrastinating for a moment. Moses had to watch many of the Israelites die in the wilderness without even understanding the reason for life. And every day news commentators inform us about infections, the rise of this virus and hospitalizations and death tolls from the virus and from violence on our streets. Many who are here today may not be here next week or next year. But when our past invades the present, our spiritual progress is often hindered. We have trouble growing in Christ because of our own hang-ups. We fail and then we feel guilty. And sometimes that makes us want to do what Adam and Eve did after they sinned. Go somewhere and hide. We get discouraged and begin to think that we'll never be free. However, there is freedom that Jesus offers to each one of us. Jesus offers freedom from our past and from our bondages. We don't have to make peace with our chains. Come on, somebody. And just get used to them. Because Jesus came to set free those who are captive. You can grow. And with God's help, you can start making progress that will pay dividends in your life now and in eternity. And that's what I'd like to focus on today. A hero's welcome. It's time to start living like you want to live again. How do we do that? I'm glad you asked. How do we receive a hero's welcome? Number one, put the past behind you. There's a sense in which we can learn from our failures and celebrate the bill on our successes. But Paul said, what are you going to do with today and tomorrow? Don't rest on the satisfaction of past accomplishments. Someone once said that nothing is more harmful to progress than supposed success. And if anyone could have patted themselves on the back for a job well done and retired to easy street, the Apostle Paul certainly could have, Reverend Fred. However, something was compelling him to do more than ask and go further than expect. 
What kept Paul from taking a deep breath and saying, wow, we've done a pretty good job. Now let's just sit back and enjoy the fruit of our labor. I think it all ties in with having that right relationship with a risen Savior. You know, if we love Jesus <laughs> and listen to what he's telling us through the Holy Spirit, then we will never become satisfied with coming this far. God will help us see that we must keep pressing on until the day he calls us home. We must resist the urge to settle down and become satisfied and complacent. And I'm talking to the church. I'm not even talking to the world. We still have a charge to keep and a God to glorify. There's too much work to be done in God's kingdom. And if Paul had to say, he said, I have not arrived and put the past behind him. How much more do we need to do the same? And this is equally a damaging. We must ask the Lord to change our thinking. Help us to, to see through the eyes of faith. And even though Paul had made some serious mistakes in his past, he was able to say things like, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So we can put the past behind us and move ahead to what God is doing now. Okay, so how else do we receive this hero's welcome? I'm glad you asked number two. Keep moving forward. Rather than sitting still and slipping backwards, Paul showed that he was only interested in forward progress. Who wants to go backwards in life? Proverbs 26 and verse 11 said, as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Paul uses the phrases that show how much he wanted to keep moving forward. He's using the word picture of a runner who's straining forward, leaning hard toward his goal, giving all the effort he had. And now that Paul uses for press on, it's actually a hunting term with the idea of catching up with what you are hunting. However, since Paul is using the illustration of a runner in a race, that verb takes on the idea of running hard to win a prize. The thing to remember here is that we must keep growing, we must keep moving, we must keep gaining ground. And there may be times when it's a matter of putting one foot ahead of the other. Get up and let's start walking here. Come on, somebody. Whatever it takes, just don't settle for where you are right now. And then number three, if you want to be a hero's welcome, get one. Stay motivated. Run for the prize. Now, this all sounds pretty good. And most of us, we were reading, we need to keep moving ahead and not allow our growth to be hindered. But how do we do it? Glad you asked. Well, Paul talks about pressing on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of him. He wants to grab unto God, to Christ, get him to know him personally and intimately. I want to behold him. I want to hold him like he took hold of me. But the thing that keeps Paul motivated is to get a hold of Christ is the fact that Christ has gotten a hold of him. So what are you waiting for? Come on, somebody. Are you waiting? Are you waiting? Come on, come on, come on. God is waiting for you to get a hold of him. He's already got you. So the King James Version used the, used the word apprehended. This is like the word arrested. When Jesus met Paul on the road to Damascus, he got a hold of him and did not let him go. When he met you on your Damascus road experience, Jesus got a hold of you. You didn't get a hold of him. He chose you. Come on, somebody. You didn't choose him. And so it's important to be motivated. We must keep on pressing to know him daily and keep running the race for the prize. Paul is running to win the prize that God will give him when he calls him up and announces his name, the prize 
that is found in knowing Jesus. That's a hero's welcome. Paul isn't running from a, he's not running for a lousy palm branch. He's running for the prize of knowing Jesus as closely as possible. Ultimately face to face. I want to see him face to face. Come on, somebody. Yeah, I want to see mom and all them, but I want to see Jesus, first of all. When I get there, I want him standing there. Come on, somebody. Telling me, welcome home. So how can we get this kind of motivation to keep pressing on? First, by getting a hold of Jesus. If Jesus is not making any significant difference in your life, then I think it is safe to say you don't really have a hold of him. Seek him. Call upon him. And you will find him. When you seek him out of your whole heart. Second, we must recognize how valuable the prize is. What motivates people? Money? Recognition? Pleasure? Title? Oh my God. These things are all empty without knowing Jesus. They mean nothing. Once Jesus gets a hold of us and we get a hold of him, then we will will find further motivation to get to know him more. You don't want gold and silver. You just want him. Have you got that yet? Lord, I just want you. I, I know all this stuff I hear you can give me, but I just want to know you. And finally, Paul tells his friends that even if they do not yet see that knowing Jesus is the ultimate prize, that he is worthy of all our devotion and affection. And I'm so glad that Paul leaves them with some hope. Even if they fall short of where they should be, God is still working on us. I'm not there yet. I'm a program. I'm in process. I'm under construction. Can I get some help in here? Are you still under construction? But he expects us to live up to what we do know. And finally, live up to what you already attained. Saints, it is so important that our walk matches our talk. Otherwise, our words are full of hot air and will not amount to anything. Have we received God's forgiveness? Then let's live a forgiven life and walk in forgiveness. Have we received God's love? Then let's pass it on and love one another. Have we received God's peace? Then let's live in peace and unity with brothers and sisters in Christ. God doesn't ask us to do anything that he has not equipped us to do. However, when he equips us with much more grace and truth, he expects us to use what he has already given us. And we must, not be, we must be careful not to fall into the error of forgetting the basics. What are the basics? Christian life are to love God and love man. And love the Lord your God and your neighbor as yourself. And saints, we must keep on pressing on in our relationship with Jesus. We must keep seeking to know him more and more. And we do this by putting the past behind us and making constant forward progress. We stay motivated by getting a hold of Jesus and not letting go. We must take our goal to know him better each day. And finally, we can keep on pressing on by living up to what we already received, making sure our actions line up with the truth we have received. Don't settle for living a half-baked, half-hearted, bondage-filled life. Keep on pressing on. Keep on holding on. Don't quit. And when we fail, just get back up and keep it moving. It doesn't matter how long we've been a Christian. God wants us to continue to grow and mature and be whole, healthy followers of Jesus Christ. And there might be things from your past that are keeping you from moving ahead with the Lord, but you can be free from the past. Hold on, church. There is a hero's welcome if we just hold on. How do you know Mary Hagin? Because Isaiah 40, 30, and 31 says, Though youths grow weary and tired, 
and vigorous young men stumble barely. Yeah. Yet those that wait upon the Lord yeah. will gain strength. Yeah. They will mount up with wings like an eagle. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not be weary. So be strong in the Lord, Ephesians 6, and the strength of his power. Take up God's instrument of war so that you may be able to keep your position against all the deceits of the evil one. For our fight is not against flesh and blood. Can I say that one more time? Your fight is not against flesh and blood. Come on, somebody. But against authorities and powers, rulers of this dark night, against the evils of spirit, evil in the heavens. For this reason, take up all the arms of God so that you may be able to stand strong in the evil day. And having done all to keep your place. And as I get ready to take my seat, I stop by to tell somebody that the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 14, verses 16 to 18, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we be with the Lord forever. Comfort ye one another with these words. But then I want to have a personal testimony. If I can borrow the words of John P. King. He said, I'm living in this life just to live again. And with the Lord I know that I shall reign. I shall not stray. With him I stay. He'll welcome his children home one day. Like a thief in the night. He will come on home one day. He shall return from me. That day, day he'll come and fly away. And you will see that Jesus will welcome me home. I shall see him for myself. I shall meet him in the air. After the day that Christ arrives, then we who are still alive will be caught up to welcome him in the air. Welcome him. Hold on, new providence. Hold on, brothers and sisters. Jesus will welcome you in the air if you hold on. And get your heroes welcome. Hold on. We even may endure for a night. But joy will come in the morning. Hold on. Tell your neighbor, hold on. Hold on. Troubles won't last always. It's going to be over one day. Jesus is coming back to a church without spot of income. Come on, somebody. Jesus will welcome us home. Not your mama, daddy. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.NewProvidenceBaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.